Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, a place to share new ideas, speak freely, and continuously find ways to live our best lives. And now your host, Tim Stoddart. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Tim Stodds FM. My name is Tim Stoddart. Thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 29. Damn. Can't believe I'm almost 30 episodes in. It seems like I just started doing this like a couple days ago. As usual, I want to start off every episode by thanking everyone for your kind words, for all the emails and the ratings that I've gotten, the um, the subscriptions that I've gotten. It really means a lot to me, man. I've been working hard on this podcast. I hope that I'm doing a good job. And uh, I still think we're going to pass 2,000 downloads this month. I just checked the results today. I just checked the analytics this morning. And I'm, I'm right on track to pass 2,000. So that'll make February my best month ever. And uh, as always, just wanted to say once again, thank you so much. So today, we are talking about dealing with content overload. What exactly do I mean by content overload? Well, I think it's basically self-explanatory. There's so many blog articles out there. There's so many videos and just so much information whizzing around all the time. And I find, at least in my own life, that it can be difficult to manage it all. It can be difficult to to gain control over my attention, to gain control over what I allow into my mind and really just being able to tell the difference between what's useful, what's valuable and what's not. So I've spent the last couple of days really thinking about this concept and, and really thinking of some ways that I have dealt with what I'm calling content overload, uh, little coping mechanisms and, and also just overall life concepts that I've come to apply into my life that I've found to be just very, very useful. So I think it's important to understand, and this is coming from experience because of my own, uh, in my own career, that basically all forms of content that you see on the internet are forms of marketing. Anybody that's putting together a blog post or a video or a podcast is doing it because they're trying to grab your attention. They're trying to get you to stop doing whatever it is that you're doing and start paying attention to what it is that they have to say. So I'm not necessarily saying that that's a bad thing because there are tons and tons of blog posts and articles and guides and videos and podcasts out on the internet that are super valuable. I'm basically self-educated um, as an online marketer and an entrepreneur. And if it weren't for the internet and the free resources that I've found, I wouldn't have been able to get as far as I have gotten. So I'm super grateful for it. I'm super grateful that the internet basically democratizes information for everyone and it levels the playing field for everybody so that no matter who you are and where you come from, and what your starting position in life is. If you have some kind of access to the internet, then you have access to the same information as everybody else. I love that. I think that's great. But I think we can all see some of the downfalls of this free range, just 
overflowing, endless stream of information. Basically, anybody can say anything. And there's not all, there's not necessarily a vetting process. Um, there's not like a credentials process. If you want to start a blog, you can start a blog. And again, that's a positive thing. But what happens is over time, there's so many people saying so many different things that it's difficult to see the value in it. So what I have done is come up with three techniques that I've been using, especially in the new year, because gaining control of, of my attention and my time management has really been a goal of mine this year. And I have come up with some techniques that have really helped me, really, really helped me. And I've felt the difference, especially in, in the month of February. In January, it was a little bit uncomfortable for me. But in the month of February, I've really been able to get more comfortable with understanding how it is I need to live my life in order to get the most value of the information that I consume. So let's just jump right, right into it. The first step, the first tip that I have is to just be intentional about the websites that you visit. So basically, I can sum this up in a sentence. No more cruising the internet. No more browsing. Every day, especially in the morning with my morning routine, there's a, a, a certain number of websites that I go to to read, to either get my news for the day, to enhance my skills for the day, to gain some kind of new perspective that I think can be helpful to me. So just to show you an example, usually the first thing I do is I go to Seth Godin's blog because he publishes like a real quick kind of 30 second um, bite sized blog every day, every single day for the last 11 years. He's posted a blog post. And like I said, it takes about 30 seconds to read and it's, it's just a good way to start the day. It's usually very thought provoking. Um, there's usually tons of, of value and tons of perspective that I can use in my own life to make myself a better entrepreneur and a better member to society. After that, I usually like to visit the website growthlab.com or copyblogger.com. Those websites have more long form content that'll take me, you know, a good five, six minutes to read an article, but they're super informative. So I have to really pay attention and I have to concentrate, but it'll teach me like a new tangible skill every day. And if it's not teaching me a new skill every day, it'll sharpen the blade for the skills I already have. So those are both pretty like online marketing entrepreneurial websites where the, the whole concept of that content is to teach people how to be better entrepreneurs. So I like to start my morning off with one of those websites as well. After that, I'm done. After that, I'm not spending time on the internet anymore. I'm, I'm finished. I'm writing. I'm looking at my to-do list for the day that I, I always do the night before. And I'm putting that shit into action. So many people just waste time, especially in the morning when their focus is like the most optimized. Because you, you're, you're most productive in the morning, right? So many people are wasting that time just sitting on their phones and consuming miles and miles of basically worthless content. You want to be intentional about it. 
be intentional about the websites you visit and the, the content that you let cruise into your mind. So after that, what happens? Up next, I get two email newsletters a day. And I read them both almost in their entirety every day. One of them is a newsletter called nextdraft.com. It's, it's great. It's basically a news newsletter. The tagline is the day's most interesting news, right? And that's how I stay informed. That's how I stay informed with current events. It's basically an unbiased newsletter, although it does lean a little bit left, which is fine. That's probably um, my perspective on the world anyway. But it's super informative. And I can stay up to date with like real important current events with politics and with the economy and um, with just the, the general state of the world and, and maybe some important things that have happened. The second newsletter I get is called The Hustle, thehustle.co. And it's, it's more or less um, a online business newsletter. It's not necessarily entrepreneurial. It's news. It's news about online companies, especially Silicon Valley companies, but the stock market, um, the, the world economy, it's great. It's got some humor in it, and that's basically how I, I stay informed with that side of my life. And then again, I'm, I'm basically done. That's really it for me. At least it's been recently because, as I've said again, I've, I've been more and more intentional about the websites that I visit and the content that I allow into my life. So look, I'm not saying that you have to be perfect here. When I get home from work or, um, you know, sometimes when I, when I get done working out for the day and I'm just kind of chilling on the couch, I like to watch some YouTube videos. I like following Casey Neistat. Sometimes I watch gamer videos, especially StarCraft videos. I know you guys might make fun of me, but it's something that I enjoy. And that still is content. You know, I'm not saying that you have to be this super regimen, regimen disciplined person that only allows a, a specific set of ideas into their mind. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is be intentional about what you're doing. Be intentional about what you're reading, about what you're listening to, about what you're watching. Because all of that information is seriously going to affect how you operate in the world. You have to understand that. Because you... You need to control what you allow into your mind as opposed to the other way around with people and companies and organizations basically bullying their way into your thoughts. You don't want that to happen. All right, up next, this is, uh, this is one that I've always basically been pretty good with, but even recently I've, I've recommitted myself to it, and that is read books. And read them all the way through. I've always been very grateful that when I was a kid, my parents really didn't let me play video games and they weren't that into TV. My parents were really encouraged me to read. And I'm so happy that they did because books are just, they're just better. I mean, look, blog articles are great. Online guides are great. I've already said this before, but there's something about a book that really incorporates in-depth knowledge or in-depth thought on a particular subject. If you read a book all the way through about a particular subject matter, you're going to you're going to leave that experience with a much more in-depth understanding and appreciation for whatever the subject matter was. You know, for instance, you can read blog articles. You can go to ifuckinglovescience.com. 
and you can read kind of nonsense blog articles about some of the latest science news, which I used to do. I used to be a, a huge advocate of that website. Or you can pick up a book. For instance, I, I read this book once called How to, how to Make a Universe. It was almost like a step-by-step guide on how the universe was built. And this book blew my mind. I've always been into that kind of stuff with you know astrophysics and stars. I think everybody really loves stars. But I left the experience of reading that book with such a complete in-depth understanding on the life cycle of the universe, what happened after the Big Bang, what basically led from the Big Bang up until the modern day, and what we can expect to happen in the future, long after we're all dead and gone. To read a book, and to read it all the way through, it takes a level of commitment, it takes a level of focus, it takes... It takes thought because you have to sort of serenade on the information that you've read. So if you're reading a book, it's very difficult. I mean, although it is possible, but most times you don't read books in one sitting all the way through, right? You read a little bit and then you let the information kind of simmer in your mind and and move around and you bounce ideas about what you've read off of other ideas that you've read in the past. And through that process your brain becomes sharper and your mind becomes sharper. And I just think there's so much more value in reading books, in reading full conceptualized ideas than there is watching a four-minute video on how to get Instagram followers or reading a blog post on, you know, how to write better headlines. Again, like I'm I'm trying not to contradict myself too much because that those blog posts do have videos and I've read those or do have value, excuse me, and I've read those blog posts before and I've learned a lot from them. But I haven't learned in the same capacity from consuming short form online content in the same way that I've learned from reading books, from really committing myself to finish a book, a full thought with in-depth research and and just understanding and the the digging into like one soul that somebody has to do to really create a book of that kind of a scale. There's so much more value in reading books for you, for the world, for society, for the author of the book. It's better. <laughs> I don't really know how else to to get that in depth with it. It's just it's just better for you. Finally, this next idea is a little bit more abstract, but the more and more I thought about it, the more I realized that this next idea was just as important as all the rest of them. If you're going to allow all of this kind of content to come into your thoughts, if you're a, a, a big consumer of online content, then it's important to have somebody in your life that you can bounce these ideas around. So I'll give you I'll give you an example. The other morning, Juliana and I were doing our little morning routine and she was working out and she was telling me about a podcast that she listened to about push-ups. And in the podcast, they were saying that keeping your elbows out when you do push-ups is quote unquote bad. But 
at the same time, she was watching a workout video of uh, one of these personal trainers. Her name is Autumn Ka- Kalise, Autumn Calabrese, or some shit like that. I'm sorry, Autumn. I love you. And when she was doing push-ups, she was demonstrating with her elbow sticking out a little bit. And the point is that if you're doing the push-up, you're doing something right. So I think that that was like a really good example of content overload, right? Where there's so many different ideas going through your head that you're starting to second guess yourself and you're starting to like find the the right way to do it when in when the reality of the situation is that if you're doing a push-up, you're you're doing better than most people are anyway, who just aren't even getting off their ass to do push-ups. Sure, is it good to always be honing your skills? Absolutely. Is it good to always be checking yourself, especially when it comes to working out so that you don't injure yourself? Absolutely. But what I'm saying is that when she presented this idea to me, I was able to kind of say, yeah, hey, Jules, I think what's important is that you're just doing the push-up. And vice versa. When I come to Juliana with some of these ideas, she's able to she's able to bounce other ideas off of me. So the point is that it's, it's always like a scrubbing process. You're not taking all of this content and all these ideas that you consume and just letting them really form your own thinking. You have another person who can call you out on your bullshit, who can call some of these ideas that you've learned out as bullshit. Because let's be honest, guys. Everybody in the world can start a blog post. Just because somebody writes something doesn't necessarily mean that it makes sense. A lot of the ideas that we see on the internet are terrible. A lot of the information that we see on the internet is kind of bullshit. I mean, there's a real word called fake news right now. <laughs> like, even that within itself is just sort of proof that you can't believe everything that you read or that you see or that you listen to. So having somebody in your life that you can really run some of these thoughts by and vet them because the internet doesn't have a vetting process, right? It's not like writing a research paper where you actually have to present your ideas to other scientists. You don't have to peer review things on the internet. You just publish them. That's it. You just hit the publish button. So I think this like self-moderating and self-vetting process that we all have to hold ourselves accountable to is really, really important because without that, then who then when do we get to the point where we know what's true and what's not true where do we get to the point where we know what's adding value to our lives and what's just like kind of nonsense that somebody's putting together so i don't know sell us a fucking ebook or something like that all of the content we consume is supposed to add value to our lives and if there's no way that we can kind of share this with the world then it's just sitting in our minds and it's swaying our thinking So the point is, the point is to be your own person. Because at the end of the day, I think my message is that you have to have control over your own ideas. You know, I I do worry. I mean, granted, I'm kind of a, a worrier and I think too much. But I legitimately do worry that with all the information out there, there's so many people that are just saying things without a lot of actual substance being said 
there's a lot of like words flying around with not a whole lot of meaning and there's a lot of news with not a whole lot of relevance and a lot of blogs with no point right so i think if you're going to be a consumer of content which we all are every one of us is consuming more information on a daily basis than we've ever been able to do basically in the history of humanity then it if if we're going to live this way then we have to make sure that like we contribute to the system and we self-moderate and we we keep control of our own ideas and we don't let other people's agendas shape our minds because that's what it's all about that's the point of me publishing this podcast today that's that's the message that I'm trying to get out there And I really want to hear your guys' thoughts about this. I mean, I'll be honest. When I was thinking about doing this podcast, I was having trouble coming up with ways to really say what it is that I was thinking that was in my heart. And I was analyzing my own behavior, and I was definitely able to break it down into these three, these three sections that have helped me kind of deal with this this world of of content overload and i see in other people i see kids sitting around at dinner tables now staring at their ipads right i see families sitting at dinner staring at their phones and all they're doing is mindlessly scrolling through content that is really adding no value to their lives so like i'm not the only person feeling this way and i want to know some of the other ways that people have been able to deal with it maybe they haven't maybe some people have just accepted it maybe some people are happy kind of watching youtube all day i'm not that way i I, i'm really not and i've i've lived my life that way at times and i've noticed that when i choose not to live my life that way i feel a lot better about myself and i just i just add more i just have more to contribute so what else do you have what else can we add to this list how else can can we as a group kind of self-moderate this <laughs> this world of content overload guys i appreciate you listening to the show if you could please subscribe please give me a rating on itunes that's the best thing you can do to support the show next episode is episode 30 i feel really good about that i'm i'm Super excited and I'm super grateful about everybody who has listened and has given me your kind words. Again, subscribing, leaving a rating, leaving a comment is the best thing you can do to support me. I would really, really appreciate that. This podcast is free. It's always going to be free. The Tim Stodds Academy is free and it's always going to be free. It's timstodds.com slash academy. I'm going to have dozens of free online courses that I'm putting together for no other reason just to try to contribute I really want to hear what you guys have to say. So if you made it to the end of this podcast, shoot me an email, leave me a message on, uh, on the blog post or at the bottom of the Facebook video or the YouTube video or, or whatever. I'm just really interested to kind of get a conversation going about this idea. So I appreciate you. I'll talk to you in a couple of days. See you.